<laughs> Yo, what's up, man? Hello, hello. Welcome to the Pixelist. I'm Will. That's Blake. We like to talk about all things nerdy. And today, the day <laughs> has finally arrived. We are talking about the legend of Vox Machina. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I, all of a sudden, I was thinking about that scene from Billy Madison. I'm a little tired, a little hungry. <laughs> it's like, how are you? <laughs> I forgot about that. Off. That's a classic. <laughs> It is a classic. He's like, I'm good. Was... You know, yeah. as you know, uh, I have been a um, just really busy watching my kid. My wife's been out of town, and so she's back, fortunately. But watching my kid alone, um, all you people out there who you've had to be a solo parent, or maybe you are just a solo parent in general, hats off to you because being a parent's a lot of work, apparently. So, but it's been great, but a little wiped. And that's probably why we're getting this video out later than we would have liked but i feel like there's always a reason like oh yeah this is just real life i guess <laughs> you know it is what it is i'm just excited that after i guess it's it hasn't been three years but we're in the third year since this kickstarter was announced that it's finally here it's finally arrived i'm super excited to talk about it me too yeah and um for those of you guys who are checking out this video we'll just go ahead and plug our other content on the channel um, assuming if you're checking out Vox Machina, maybe Legend of Vox Machina, maybe you are also a big uh, D&D Critical Role fan. And if that's the case, we actually are doing a an episode by episode, basically review with our thoughts uh, right here on our channel. So the campaign's going on right now. There are 11 episodes in. You're probably watching it or have seen some of it. And so if you want to check out some of the other content, you can. Um, or if you just stumbled across the show on Amazon and you were like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. And you didn't know that, um, all the more reason to check out the Critical Role channel and see some of the awesome stuff that uh, inspired this show. So. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if you are one of those people that the Legend of Vox Machina is how you stumbled into this fan base and you're like, I want to check out the the actual D&D live streams, but you know, like, oh, but there's already been 11 episodes. It's like 20 hours of content. Blake and I got you covered. We recap each and every episode. So if you want to catch up really quick and just start watching live with everybody, check out, uh, I think I have a playlist uh, where you can just see the recaps right. and uh, get caught up in no time. Yeah. And then also, if you are already in a just, uh, you love Critical Role and you've seen maybe the first uh, campaign, my man Will has already put up a couple of episodes of breaking down uh Legend of Vox Machina episodes one and two. Three's on the way, I'm assuming. I'm going to try to do it. I'll definitely have it done before Friday and like the next yeah. three episodes come out. Uh, so this is definitely a labor of love. Um, we'll die. You know, we have we, we just like talking about this kind of stuff. We have like no <laughs> editing or like video, yeah. you know, expertise. <laughs> and so will absolute labor of love. Um, I think you spent you said you spent like several hours on the first one. Oh, um, yeah. But <laughs> multiple several hours <laughs> yeah but i didn't even say what this is yet people are like okay what is it um check out the channel if you are a big critical role fan already he's put out episodes one and two and three is coming of easter eggs and um as someone who didn't watch episode or campaign one i watched your first episode of the easter eggs uh, first of all, you have a very cozy vibe. <laughs> I was like, get a cup of coffee and just, you know, enjoy this explanation. 
Um, so it's very like cozy, comforting video. Oh, thanks, man. And um, it was just really as someone who's never watched campaign one, it was just really fun for me. I was like, oh, OK, that's really cool. Um, like, well, I won't say like what I'll let people watch the video um, and we'll talk about it a little bit here. Yeah. But um, just that's my final plug is for you guys. <laughs> definitely check out those Easter egg videos. Um, whether you love Critical Role or if you've never seen it before, because again, as someone who hadn't seen it, uh, Campaign One, uh, I really enjoyed it. So I'm excited to watch the second video too. Awesome, dude. Thank you. And, you know, if anyone watches this, they'll know it going in, but hopefully I get better at video editing. I think I already made some minuscule improvements for the second one. So you'll have to let me know what you think after you watch that one. I felt like it was like a, a coach, like going through game film. Like you should <laughs> envision you like sitting behind a projector with like a controller, like, <laughs> All right, this part right here and just yeah, slows down. <laughs> that's what it felt like, honestly. So, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, we have three episodes that dropped of Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah. L let's talk reactions, thoughts. Um, yeah. What'd you think? Um, so again, I've, you know, my resume, which anyone that's watching this probably knows it by now, but I've been a, a Critical Role fan for like, uh, however long it's existed, basically. So... I've been waiting for this for so long, and I think we mentioned it maybe in our most recent CR3 video that like my hype levels are so high that I'm just worried that it couldn't possibly like meet them. And so not that it would be bad, but I was just like, man, I feel like I'm going to be let down kind of. Um, so far, so good. I've really enjoyed it. I feel like they've hit the perfect kind of um, tone, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, and it's we'll get into this, I'm sure, but uh you know, the first two episodes of the three that were released are actually like a prequel in the sense that they were not ever live streamed to Twitch as part of the D&D campaign. That story is back from when they just played as friends together at home. Uh, so it was really cool for me to see that uh, brand new content in a way, um, since, you know, at least in so to some extent, I'm familiar with everything else that's going to happen in season one. Um, anyway, I'm rambling, but the point is I loved it. Um it's it i was smiling laughing just you know feeling good the whole time um so and the cast says it only gets better for the rest of the season so i'm you know interested to see if that's how i i feel too i hope so um mm. but yeah i'm really interested to hear what you have to say since you didn't see at least much of campaign one what you thought right yeah so if you're checking out this video for the first time or our channel i watched about the first maybe 10 or 15 episodes of critical role uh campaign one um I loved it, man. I thought it was awesome. I really enjoyed it, actually. Nice. Um, I really, despite feeling like I kind of already knew the characters, I felt like I was also um, just enjoying like discovering the characters. Yeah. Um, uh, and we'll get into, you know, kind of the characters that I really liked and stuff as we get into this episode. But um, really funny. And yeah. um, I loved how they're just, they did a great job of we do a lot of Marvel content on this channel. And like one of the biggest criticisms of Marvel movies is Marvel humor. Like we're like a moment can't really sit without yeah. there being like a joke. Yeah. And um, I think they did a good job of kind of the middle point of that, of, of bringing some brevity to um, important scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also kind of reinforces who Vox Machina is as like this ragtag, like slumming it group. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was some really great deadpan, great comments. Um, I just, I really enjoyed the whole thing. I, I walked away from the, all three episodes, which I walked back, I watched back to back and was like, I really like the show. It's really fun. Um, 
it gave me some invincible vibes because of how um <laughs> how like how graphic, war, it, yeah, how be, graphic yeah. it was um which i don't have an issue with that but I, originally i thought since my wife likes critical role i thought yeah maybe i'll watch it with her and then i was like okay we're not watching this with her <laughs> just because she just doesn't like that kind of stuff yeah Ashley's um, the same way yeah so um so i'm flying solo on it but um like i said i really liked it and we kind of give ourselves a hard time about like most stuff we review on here, we end up liking anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I will say I, I I was relieved a little bit to like it as much as I did because we talked about this in our last campaign three episode where it was like the hype is so large. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried of being let down, and right. even as someone who's a relatively um, newly committed Critical Role fan, I could feel the love for the fans yeah really i mean it was like there was like these little tiny details and notes where i was like okay they didn't just sweet we got this awesome kickstarter let's like make a show and print bills <laughs> just like phone it in we and we've talked about this also like for like the mandalorian where mm-hmm. um we've never talked about the mandalorian on the show but you and i have talked about how that's another series where the showrunners you can really tell there's an appreciation for lore appreciation for the fan base like they want to create something that fans can really be excited about and i felt that same thing watching it i was like okay you can tell that they just really wanted to produce something that one they could be proud of and in some ways almost kind of like felt like a thank you to fans it was like hey like we've had these awesome moments together let's you know wrap those up into little nice snacks and just you know (laughs) litter them through the episode uh, which again is another great reason to check out that Easter egg video. But that's my long way of saying that I was okay. <laughs> yeah, but I liked it. <laughs> no, yeah, man. And I think uh, to kind of reiterate what you just said, it really is like a labor of love in like every sense of the word, like a love letter to the fans, a love letter to like this story that is so deeply personal to them. I mean, yeah, this is a story about Dungeons and Dragons, but this is like uh, a catharsis, uh, epic tale that these now best friends shared together over you know three or four years so like i don't know i was hoping that that magic would be captured in the sense of like oh they're gonna make this into a show and i i think so far it has delivered that you know it just there's a there's an added level when passion meets expertise and i think that's what like kind of the concoction we have here is yeah and it's it's a it's a well-made show also like i think the animation's fine um music's good um, the voice acting naturally is really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even like some of the, some of the details that I really appreciate, I, like you almost can see, you could almost see the cast or Matt Mercer or whoever, like in the storyboarding room and like talking through what's going to happen. And you can almost like the scene that I'm thinking about is when um, Vox Machina gets dropped into the forest mm-hmm. and Scanlan says, Hey, you're going to come back and pick us up. Right. <laughs> and the ship almost comedically like bad animation wise just lifts up out of frame immediately and yeah. it's not it's not intentionally bad i mean it's not um like oh that was a really bad t- we didn't do that right you could almost see the storyboard people talking and being like and like laughing and being like okay then we just have it just whoop, just like right out of the frame yeah. like, we're out of here yeah um like that's the kind of a like labor of love that i i you can kind of read into and you're just like okay yeah, these people they enjoyed making the show. Yeah. Uh, and that's the same conversation we have with shows like Breaking Bad or um, I can't think of other shows off my head, but <laughs> shows where you can you just knew that the people who made it, they really had a an interest and an intrigue. Um, 
And then other shows, you know, I'm just like naming off a bunch now, but like <laughs> shows like Community, which I really loved, you could almost yeah. sense the disinterest that the showrunners had by the time it was over. It's like right. the shows that go on a little bit too long. So, yeah. Anyway. No, yeah, well said. I, I agree with all of that. And uh, I, I'm really glad to hear that you liked it. You know, that's as someone who's like kind of carried a torch for Critical Role and like l- right. told anyone that would listen to me about it. I've been yeah. super anxious because, <laughs> uh, you know, most people, it's hard to convince them to to commit to, you know, right. the, a, a full campaign. But now that we have this tightly packaged TV show, I've been finally like forcing some people to watch it. And so far, everyone's enjoyed it. So that's made me really happy. I've also haven't I haven't read any feedback at all. I haven't read anything on Reddit. Um, mostly because I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Yeah. Like I'm trying to avoid someone being like, oh, that's a nice little nod to what's probably gonna happen later in the show. Like I've just I've just stayed away from all of it. Um it has has in general, have people been pretty happy with it? So I haven't really seen I mean, I've seen some stuff just like organically on Twitter because like I follow a lot of critical role fans and the cast and stuff so the stuff i have seen has been really positive but i haven't like sleuthed the internet for like reviews or critical reviews or anything so i'm not sure about that angle of it and uh just because i don't want to forget to say this later since you brought it up about spoilers um quick quick thing for the comments of this video if uh you know obviously some people have seen all of campaign one and know what's going to happen uh, feel free to comment anything you want, but if you are going to spoil something that like you know from campaign one, please tag that, uh, you know, so other people browsing the comments won't just have something spoiled. And yeah. then if you really want to like deep dive into some stuff that is spoilery, I say maybe drop it in the comments of the Easter egg video because that's just like, yeah, spoilers are just abounding there anyway. So that's that's a good call because I, you and I, we love reading the comments. We're really, um, guys, we're so grateful that we have you know, people who are, who comment on our videos and engage with us. Um, mostly cause it's just really fun for us. Like we made this YouTube channel cause it's just so much fun to talk D and D and critical role amongst other things. Yeah. So to have you guys engaging is really fun for us. It feels like, you know, we're part of a little bit of a tribe of, yeah, let's talk this through. What do you think? And especially like going through our critical role content, um, the theories that people throw out that end up being true. Those are really awesome, yeah. fun moments for us. Um, so I like to continue to read through the comments. So yeah, like Will said, if you are going to post something spoil- spoilery for my sake, just <laughs> tag it so that I can, um, you know, I'll probably like click read more and then like <laughs> three words in, oh, nope, nope, you know, <laughs> and move on. So sometimes I read the spoiler comments and I'm like, okay, I don't understand what this even is. Yeah, you don't, um, you don't have like context for yeah. it. Yeah, it's like the Luxon from episode 79. I'm like, oh. Uh, well, I know that word. That's... I was gonna, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just made it up, man. <laughs> well, it was, it, coincidentally, that is a thing. Um, so but, how do you want to... Sorry, go ahead. No, I I was doing the same thing you were. I was just saying, where should we go from here? I guess could... You know, we usually give recaps of Critical Role Campaign 3 episodes. I don't think we really need to, to do an in-depth recap here. The episodes are short, and I'm sure, you know, everyone remembers generally what happened. But to try to give a very, very, very quick encapsulation before we just talk about things, uh, the first two episodes of the show are, like I mentioned earlier, kind of like a prologue to the the story we're familiar with from the stream, where Vox Machina is basically hired to go deal with this evil that ends up being a dragon. And, um, you know, so they do the little investigating, eventually find out, you know, it's General Krieg. Fight him, kill him, hooray. You know, this is the introduction to these characters. And boom, now with episode three we're diving into 
the first arc of the Twitch stream proper, uh, referred to as the Briarwood arc by fans. Um, so in this episode, you know, we get the, the new heroes of Iman Vox Machina go into this banquet to meet with all these other dignitaries and talk about, you know, what this dragon attack means and making sure we're all prepared. And the big, you know, kind of twist in this episode is that the Briarwoods from Whitestone arrive and Percy, you know, a member of Vox Machina has a history with them and not a pleasant one. So confrontation is had, they have a battle. Um, ultimately the Briarwoods get away and we're left with kind of this cliffhanger, you know, with no mercy Percy showing up, blasting off dude's fingers. And uh Yeah, I don't remember that at all from like the first like chunk of episodes I watched. Yeah. I was like, oh my, like what? <laughs> I didn't know this angle about him. Yeah, I, I was... think I... go ahead. Well, I was gonna say a, a lot of what I remember from what I watched was they were like deep diving into like a dungeon with like the uh underdark. Elephant. Yeah, right. maybe that was it. What was the Ill it was the mind flayers, the illithid or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're down yeah. there. Maybe Lady Kima was involved. Yep. Is that yep. right? Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. Because when, when her character popped up in the Legend of Vox Machina, I was like, I think I know her. I think didn't they save her or something? Yes. Or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, Which so that's a lot of the content that I saw. Um, but I didn't remember Percy having that angle to him. So that was yeah. totally fresh for me. Yeah, and for anyone that cares or is confused if maybe you did see campaign one and like blake just mentioned you know he saw some episodes where vox machina saved lady kima but here we are um well actually i guess this would technically take place before i, I don't want to confuse anybody but the point i wanted to get to is that matt actually addressed this because someone asked him a question on twitter asking about like the the canon of the tv show compared to the the D, &D twitch campaign and the comics they actually do uh, an origins series of comics that, you know, talk about different characters from the campaigns. Okay. And basically Matt said, you know, the comics and the Twitch stream are all like a singular canon for the TV show. It, it's, it's like its own canon that's based on that. So it's not like a beat for beat same yeah. story as the Twitch stream, because obviously they had to adapt it for this new medium. So anyway, that was just a bunch of word vomit to the disclaimer that no one needed, but Hey, we're, we're in a multiversal, um world now there we go. Yeah. so it's good to address these things and get clear <laughs> as to you know what's happening each timeline or yeah. whatever so no that's good context yeah because i was wondering i was thinking okay are we should we expect them to save lady kima in like upcoming episodes is it getting dropped entirely um is it implied to have just happened um so like your detail of well in the show it didn't happen because it's not canon what's happening in the show is what's happening in the show. Yeah. Um, but it is canon in yeah. Right. Like and, a whiteboard now. And, and so yeah. again, not, this is just probably not even worth going over, but just for the record, the Kima stuff where they rescued her actually takes place before the Briarwood arc. So they're just kind of skipping that, yeah. that illithid underdark arc as far as the show is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're in totally uncharted territory for me because yeah. I never, I never got to this point. Right. So that, that, that excites me. Um, so yeah, we, I mean, even though that's at the very end of episode three, since we're kind of talking about it, we could start there. I know sure, this will be interesting because this is a new dynamic for Blake and I, because we've only talked about critical role campaign three, where both of us right. are equally in the dark. Now we're in the situation where I know some things, like we just said, they're going to potentially change some stuff for the show. So, you know, there may even be twists and surprises for me. Um, but anyway, so we're going to have to kind of find this dynamic where like maybe I 
don't say stuff sometimes or something. I don't know. But yeah. anyway. Well, and I have to resist being like, so what's going on here? Well, so yeah. is he is he is he a vampire? Is he a werewolf? Like what's what's going on here? You know, and like yeah. I just <laughs> you know, and you're in this weird place of like, I don't know. You know, and so you know, you know. we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, maybe some stuff is still like worth talking about, even you yeah. know, if it may be spoilery if, if we want to, but uh well, and maybe uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I assume part of it's also like me being like Hey, so this detail, this is how I read into it. Yeah. And, you know, you knowing the whole context can be like, well, not exactly. This is actually what they were trying to communicate in that scene. Yeah. Like, perfect example. Um, Vex. No, Vex. Vex is... <laughs> Which one's the rogue? <laughs> Vex. Vex. Vex is Liam. <laughs> yeah. Vax being in the Briarwoods room and flipping through the journal. Yeah. And all the like apothecary, like poison stuff popping out of the chest. And then mm -hmm. him getting to the page where all of a sudden he sees like the skull. Yeah. Um, the way I interpreted that was him being like, oh, like these people are involved in like some kind of death magic. Like that's not good. Um, and then, you know, the scenes after that happened. Yeah. Is, is that the the act? This is just an example of, of maybe how we can walk this out. Mm -hmm. Is that an accurate understanding or like takeaway from that or did i misinterpret uh, no yeah i mean for for you not knowing what's like happening in the story yes like that's a that's a fair takeaway there you know that's obviously some kind of dark stuff that they're dealing with and uh you know i think he mentions the whispered one when he's looking at that right. that book yeah so i mean that's definitely kind of a I don't know if clue is the right word because it's not like necessarily a mystery you're trying to solve at this point, but that's definitely it's, like a, a like breadcrumb. Of a, yeah, it's like a it's an introduction of a plot thread. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's like a small detail. Yeah. yeah okay. So okay. yeah, that that's exciting too. Um, but yeah. So I, again, I guess even though this is kind of at the end, since we already were talking about it with Percy, uh, that final moment with the uh, you know him basically just. Go and no mercy, Percy is what you know fans refer to him as uh, at times. Um, so that's kind of the mode he went there. Uh, it was just from my perspective, it was so cool to see that animated. And there's a few like details, and I'll probably go more into depth on this on the Easter egg video, but uh, with like the smoke kind of emanating out of him and stuff. I yeah. just, oh, I love that. I love that. I was having the same reaction that the other characters in the show were, which were. Like Percy, bro, what, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, what's going on, bro? <laughs> you good, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but even from what we know, you know, these people killed his whole family, you know. So, like, right? I don't blame him for no mercy, Percy. Him. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which you know, you you know the Briarwoods are evil because they left their dude Desmond to uh, yeah get his hand blown off. Yeah. Easily could have been like, "Hey, homie, just jump, just jump in, man." Like, yeah, got, he just, yeah, just, he just threw in. him off. He's like, "I'm driving." It's like, why? Yeah. He's like, "See you later, dude." <laughs> <laughs> seems like you want to, you know. Sometimes evil dudes do things that you're like, "Hey, it seems really inconvenient to get rid of him," but he's done a lot. It's a power move, I guess so. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so Matt probably, uh, killed it. As... Him from following. Sorry, second. yeah, yeah, Matt did. Um, which, by the way. Matt looked a lot like the uh, valet guard. Yeah, <laughs> was that yeah. intentional? Yeah, yeah. So the the I've been referring to it as the Matt NPC. He's showed up in all three episodes so far. So I'm hoping he shows up in every episode. Okay, I only picked it up on uh, 
as the valet so in, the, in the third one yeah uh-huh. so in the first one do you remember when scanlan was peeing on that guy that was matt oh okay yeah and in the second one it, it's not it's the second one's more subtle but it's when grog and scanlan are like just chilling when they're supposed to be looking for finch right. and grog like takes the big barrel of ale yeah. matt is the one like pushing that cart of barrels okay yeah okay nice okay yeah but yeah i i love that i hope uh I mean, I feel like since he's been in all three, surely they're going to kind of hide him in all 12. But uh, yeah. I would love like it if Waldo. they do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It'd be fun. Yeah. So how do you want to do this? <laughs> hey, I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I There's just like a lot of little things like I want to just uh, mention to like appreciate. But I, as far as like the discussion or like theory crafting, I feel like I have to leave that to you to like, at least yeah. pilot. Um, yeah. I, I was, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can just dump like some random thoughts I had. Um, you know, I, some things that I really liked detail wise, I, it's going to sound so weird. I liked the butchering of the village as like a nice, um, uh, like premise for them kind of, you know, turning to a new, you know, it's kind of, kind of taking Pike's advice. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, I just I liked I liked all the characters too. I I have heard kind of secondhand that Keyleth gets a lot of hate. Um, I really liked her character a lot. She was a really fun character. Um, liked everybody's character. But um, one thing I was wondering was this prologue, like episodes one and two, just around what level are they? Because um, taking down a dragon is no small feat. And I, that was like True. one thing that I was like, oh, I'm really surprised that they actually even took it down. Um, so any context, any ideas, even what level they started at in so, the Briarwood Camp arc? So when the when they started streaming on Twitch, like we've already mentioned, they were already playing in a home game. So like their D&D right. campaign had already existed for, I think, maybe even like a year or longer. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but so when we start episode one on twitch i think they're level 12 or 13 oh um, wow so okay. you know we don't know exactly when this prologue with general krieg took place it obviously took place sometime before that so i would imagine they're around level eight to ten or you know seven to ten maybe for this and yeah so they already are a group that plays D about much longer than anyone else ever <laughs> makes it <laughs> true true I think I read this stat that it was like 80% of teams or of uh, games never make it to level 10 or something. I so, believe it, man. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Scheduling so they've been is... playing together a while then. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, it's been, I don't think it's been a decade yet, but I think we're looking at like seven or eight years. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like before they did on, they were on Twitch, they must have been playing together for a while. No, yeah, that's what I mean. So I think they oh, yeah. maybe were playing for like, I mean, some of the people like Matt has been playing his whole life, but them collectively right. as a group playing together, I think was maybe like a year, give or take, before they started streaming. And now they've been streaming for like five or six years. So yeah, yeah. something around there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Go ahead. No, go, you go ahead. I was going <laughs> to jump backwards a little bit. If well, you had something. No, I, I was going to change the subject again. So Okay, well, I just wanted to touch on the fact that you mentioned the whole Keyleth thing, that she was one of your like early favorites in these early episodes, and that she did get a lot of hate um, during the, the D&D. I, I'm trying to remember, like, what should I call each one to know what I'm talking about? But 
during the D&D Twitch Critical Role Campaign 1, Keyleth was definitely a magnet for a lot of hate. And I'm so glad that uh, this animated show is coming out because I feel like it presents her in a whole new light. And, you know, some of this has to do with their actors. And, you know, when Keyleth is kind of playing like a, a bumbling, like kind of ditzy, like, oh, did, did I just mess things up? Like a lot of people were like, oh, that's not Keyleth, that's Marisha. You know, Marisha screwed up not keyleth and so like she got a lot of undue hate because of that but here in the yeah, show okay. you can see that like oh that's keyleth's character like she was yeah, playing into that that's what's been really fun for me is like dis is like discovering the characters of like okay keyleth is unsure of herself um yeah i i wouldn't even personally use the words like bumbling or like you know mistake prone i i see it as low confidence unsure of herself sort of trying to find her footing and like find her place you know, there's a great scene with Vex, you know, in her face, kind of being like Keyleth, like, like, get with it. Like, you're you got this. Um, and then these awesome sort of Gohan-esque moments where like her power comes out. Yeah. And frankly, when you think about the scope of the first two episodes, actually, even the third episodes, when she does act, it's noticeable. I mean, it yeah. is it changes the course of the entire fight. Um, so I've really enjoyed how they've designed her character. Um but I, I, yeah, it's it's good context what you gave because it it pieces together some of those data points of like comments that I've heard before. We even had people in our comments commenting on some other characters being like, "Oh, that's so much like Keyleth from Campaign One," um, things like that. But um, definitely haven't even gotten a sense of like, you know, her Brita ing anything or <laughs> you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, th that that's a super insightful comment. I think you kind of nailed her character on the head with uh how you described her and then like trying to find herself and being kind of you know not having confidence because that's that's definitely key to a t isn't, um, isn't she also the one who says to the group like why are we even together yeah and like you know so that that's also i think was a really awesome scene that helps kind of paint her character too of like just like trying to figure out like where does she fit with everything and like how yeah. do they all fit together yeah and i feel like they've done such a great job of kind of giving every character little moments like that that kind of help build them up um so who thus far would you say is your favorite is it keyleth because of the stuff we're talking about or was somebody else kind of stealing the spotlight um, for you it's tough it's weird for me because certain characters in my mind are so heavily attached like um Travis is Grog in my mind, despite having not seen so much of campaign one. He, I mean, Grog is just such a, um, notable character, like in a, in one of their, um, episodes, like the accents great. I mean, it just, he just really stands out. Mm -hmm. Um, which by the way, whenever he does the final blow for Krieg. Yes. Um, when he does the I want to rage, yes. it just instantly, even having only seen, you know, like a dozen or so episodes, it just took me back mm -hmm. to him saying, I want to rage. Um, Bro, that was such a great moment. Oh, it was awesome. And he just kind of honed into it as mm -hmm. it just was great. Um, so that's really cool. But then on the flip side, someone like um Liam is so tied to Orem in my mind. Mm. And so seeing him as Vax, it it's not that I don't like Vax. It's just so far it's hard for me to kind of latch on to Vax and resonate with Vax. 
um, in like the context of like who's my favorite. Because for me, Liam is Orem. Okay, right? that's fair. Um, and I didn't really watch a lot of Campaign Two, so I didn't really you know know a lot about Caleb or or his whole character. Um, but all that to say, to answer your question, finally, um, I've always been a sucker for Ashley Johnson. Um, I've always really liked, um, when I was watched through campaign one, the episodes I saw, I always really liked Pike. Mm. Um, I thought it was a really interesting character and I really liked her, um, sort of like the depth of like her, um, relationship with her, uh, her God or, or whatever, however you refer to it. Yeah. Um, like that sort of tension and like sort of battle there was really interesting. So I really like Pike. Um, really like Vex, always a great character. And, um, and like I said, I really love, uh, Keyleth too. Keyleth's yeah. been a really fun character to watch. And then, you know, Scanlan is great too. I mean, <laughs> so many great, so many great scenes with them. And, uh, Sam Regal, I, I guess I'm cheating on the answer. Cause I keep being like, Oh, well, I really <laughs> love, you know, all the, all um, the above. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's interesting, even though I haven't like locked onto Percy yet. um, on the flip side with campaign three, I'd be like, man, Ashton's one of my favorites. It's such yeah. a fun, cool character. Um, that's my total non-answer, man. No, I, yeah. I, wish, I wish I could just be like, oh, <laughs> easy. It's this person. But again, it's someone who's kind of experiencing for the first time. I'm just like, oh, I really like that. I like that. Um, I will say definitively, there aren't any characters I dislike. There aren't any characters that I find annoying or just like a weird fit. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, this is a group that really gels well together. And every time each one gets screen time, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a testament to how like they're doing it. They're doing good work, you know, like mm-hmm. if, if you enjoy everyone. Um, also, I think it's a testament to how well they know these characters, which of course they do. They created them. They lived in them for half a decade. Um, so they know how to hit, like they know how to bring that depth because they are the characters in a way, you know? So I think it's, it's really easy to kind of relate to everyone. Um, Do you, uh, do you go ahead? No, I was just going to say, it's really interesting to me to hear what you said about like Liam being Orem and uh, Talison being Ashton, because I mean, that makes sense because campaign three is like your first real deep dive into it. Right. Uh, For me, it's kind of like, Liam is Vax and, you know, uh, Talison (laughs) is Percy. I mean, I, I definitely see them as, I've, I've been able to separate for each campaign. Yeah. But like I definitely right. have like the deepest connection to those because that's where I started, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's what started at all. Right. So, I mean, which by the way, do you have a favorite character? Uh, I mean, kind of, I mean, not to, to cop out, but kind of like you said, I'm, I'm really enjoying everyone, but like, if you made me pick, I will say my favorite Grog was one of my favorites in the, in the Twitch campaign, um, really because he's such like a fun character. He kind of brings comedic relief and, you know, you think Grog is like this one dimensional, like meathead, you know? Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything, but Travis like really like nails certain moments that just like make you go, Oh wow. Like, like he really understands how to like make a three dimensional character. And, you know, this guy you could completely write off as just like the dumb meathead that swings his axe actually has some like really cool depth to him. Um, well, it's, it's kind of like whenever they decide to, you know, the village gets destroyed and he says whatever he says. And mm-hmm. Vax is like, that was really well said. And he goes, what did I say? <laughs> yeah, that part cracked me up. I, I wanted to mention this too. I feel like he's done such a great job of the delivery of kind of like 
that type of line exactly. He has a he has a few throughout the first three episodes where he's like, "What?" <laughs> and I just it cracks me up every time. Um, but yeah, so if I had to had to pick at least three episodes in, probably still Grog just because of my allegiance from the the Twitch stream. But uh, Vax and Scanlan, I mean, I really could list all of them, but Grog and Scanlan kind of have like a dynamic that I loved in the in the campaign. So I've I've been excited to to see that kind of translate to the animated show. Right. Honestly, Grog right. and uh, Vax too, like the little nut check game that they had. That, oh, the... I was going to ask you, is that from, is that in the stream, by the way? So, it... yeah, yes and no. Like, um, I'm pretty sure they definitely hit each other in the balls like multiple times throughout the campaign. But it wasn't like, at least not that I recall, like a specific game that they kept score with in that way. But like they yeah, always okay. were playing pranks on each other, like more so than just the ball thing. So I'm, I'm wondering yeah, if they're okay. going to just like... <laughs> kind of consolidate that into the ball tap game or if they still will yeah. have the other pranks well i as didn't well. know if there was like you know i know like matt creates different like games and things like you know this is how this card game works and, yeah. and scanlon was like oh well that one's worth three points because the game <laughs> is actually surprisingly refined and the person's like i don't care yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i wonder if there actually was like rules and things in the the twitch stream there definitely might have been, and it's just been so long now that I've forgotten. But at the very least, they were always messing with each other. So it was good to see that dynamic brought over. Another great I don't care moment was when they were introducing themselves and they're like, we're Vox Machina. It's actually a very clever play on words. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So. And I love that uh, freaking uh, Tony Hale, Buster Bluth is that character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't realize. I, it threw me. I thought... Finch was, um, I, I just, I guess maybe I underestimated the team because I was like, oh, this is clearly, this is clearly the bad guy. I mean, they're yeah. giving us a very easy, low hanging fruit, like <laughs> so obvious. And I was kind of thinking like, come on guys, do a little bit better. <laughs> and so when he's like, you know, telling them like, you don't understand. And then he just gets run through. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Which by the way, I loved, I don't know who said it, but someone was like, Wow, you are surprisingly stealthy in all of that armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so another great example of like nice little brevity that doesn't spoil the moment. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if I should reiterate it all here, but I actually talk about that exact moment in the Easter egg video that actually has yeah. some layers to it. It's uh, kind of referring to some D and D rules as well. So, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I no, will also say I also really liked, and you'll you'll probably if you haven't already, um the the attention to doors though yes. like in the third episode before <laughs> at the start of the third episode when they're in the keep and um lady aurora is that her name allura allura um, allura like allure but allura yeah she's uh, you can hear them on the other, the other side of the door being like you know why can't we get this open and um, <laughs> yeah. i know from campaign three you've mentioned that this is a long-running trope where it seems like with doors, they have the hardest time. They so. struggle with doors in, in episode nice two, to too, when they're trying to get into Krieg's house, you know, like Scanlan tries to open it right. and they all do. So yeah, I, I love that. I, that's another thing that I hope and expect to see recur throughout the whole yeah. show. If, you know, even beyond the first season. Yep. Um, <laughs> which are we, are, are they releasing three more on Friday? Yeah, it's going to be three every Friday. So okay. four sets of three. Three more sets of three. Oh, so there's Since 12 we already total. had one. Yeah, yeah, 12 total. Oh. So are we going to refer to this as like part one, 
part uh, two, part three, and part four, or no? Oh, oh, like the in terms of like the of titling. Episodes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I, so far I've just seen them call it season one. They're just releasing it in three well, episode chunks. Yeah, not them how they'll label it, but like for us, for like the oh. organization of the oh. channel, like people, like, hey, we're talking about. Yeah, I, guess I we'll mean, just make episodes one through three. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. We could, you know, whatever. About four whatever through works. six today. I don't know. <laughs> whatever makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, little, uh, yeah. I'm super excited for for the next three. Because uh, I mean, you know, we already had three, but the first two were were kind of a self contained story, right? Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. I'm excited to see that now we have uh nine episodes to kind of let this overarching story breathe. So I'm kind of interested to see how they kind of pace this out. Like what, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even honestly remember enough of like the specific details to be like, Oh, I know what's going to happen in episode five and in episode seven. Yeah. Cause I have no idea how they've translated this to an have, animated have, format. Have they said how, how far they want season one to go? So season one is the Briarwood arc. So okay. like without spoiling anything, we're going to kind of, reach some sort of conclusion to this story we've been presented here in episode three of, you know, the yeah. Briarwoods and Percy and all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So I, and then we have a season two confirmed, which I have, right. I have an idea of what that might cover, but I don't want to speculate on that here. Maybe like after the finale, we could kind of talk yeah, about yeah, that. Okay. Um, but one thing I've, I've been wondering, and I'm just in case anyone else was wondering this, um, you know, I was wondering you know, is season two as far as they're going to go? Like, are they planning to translate all of campaign one and try to get it down distilled to two seasons and boom, and then maybe they'll move on to campaign two if it's successful. Uh, that's something That'd I had interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's something I hadn't seen anything mentioned about, but a couple days ago, I finally saw an interview. I don't remember where, but Travis Willingham was the one talking about it. And he was talking about like them plotting out, like if they were lucky enough to keep, getting to do more seasons, how they would do it and stuff. So I think season two is just what they have so far, like through Amazon. But I'm assuming if it's successful, we could even get like nine seasons, all of campaign one, which the more the merrier, obviously don't like do it out just because you can, but there's a lot, a lot of story to be told in uh, campaign one. So, you know, if I'll take nine seasons, but anyway, I was just excited to hear that they, if the Witcher can get season three renewed, we can get oh <laughs> we can get multiple seasons of critical <laughs> role shots fired <laughs> i love i love we still need to talk about the witcher but yeah we do you know it's it's you know i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot it, to be said about it had its pros and cons it did yeah it had its ups and downs well, for sure we yeah we still we need to talk about it we won't yeah, yeah. i won't derail <laughs> us here um yeah but yeah anyway i that was a ramble but uh there could be potentially many seasons all of campaign one and that that excites me especially with some of the the little clues we got dropped in these first three episodes that are of things that definitely wouldn't won't be in season one but could be in future seasons that got me excited Ooh, interesting i'm see i'm so intrigued now because yeah you know naturally i don't even know what to look for i'm just like you know cool <laughs> that was a cool <laughs> scene let's keep going <laughs> Well, so, I'm glad it, I mean, I know we kind of already talked about this, but I'm glad that it still holds up even without, you know, yeah. having that added layer of, of the, the Easter eggs and the nods and stuff, you know, and I uh, kind of jumping around here, but one thing I wanted to make sure to mention, uh, 
is just how awesome David Tennant was as Krieg. Like, yeah, he just killed great. it. And that uh, that Scottish man was just ooh, so yeah, yeah. nice. It was a really good character. It's one of those villains that you're like, I really, I some part of me wants you to not lose because you yeah. have such like a great presence. Oh yeah, that's a good word. He did he really did have a great like screen yeah. presence, even though you know it's animated. But um, you could he he was powerful. You could feel it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I had to mention that. I mean, honestly, and I mean, this is I guess I don't know, but honestly, everyone did such a great job. It, like. The main cast obviously did a great job voice acting, but like all of the um, the guest stars, if you will, really like really slipped in and felt like a part of the world. I think you even texted me about Kari Payton, the sovereign yeah. Uriel. He's just got such like a regal yeah, voice, yeah. and uh, I don't know, it, it was just so fun. Yeah. I, I could gush about it for thirty more minutes, so I'll stop. But <laughs> I, I had to at least get my my few words in there about the yeah yeah. Well, it was a great, fun first three episodes. And, you know, like you mentioned, we have three more coming Friday. And we're back to Critical Role Campaign 3 on Thursday, which I love that this started in the gap, um, Mm -hmm. which I know you mentioned the one shot was really fun on Thursday. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it because, you know, being a solo dad. Yeah. um, Didn't have a lot of time on my hands. But um, it's just I'm just like the more D&D content, especially Critical Role wise, the better. So. Yeah, but, uh, we got a lot to talk about after this week for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have to figure out how we were gonna do this. I mean, I guess, I guess we'll probably do Critical Role first, and then Vox Machina since it comes out first. But yeah, maybe we'll see how it plays out. We'll figure it right? out. Yeah. Uh, but I so. actually, I mean, it's only been two weeks, I guess, but it feels like it's been so much longer since C- Campaign Three. I don't even remember yeah. what happened last. <laughs> I was just thinking about it because I was like. I mean, they basically did, you know, all of their errands in this most recent oh, episode. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It all just came back to me. I remember now. Yeah. So we might get a, a ball episode um, Thursday. Mm. So, or maybe, maybe the week after. Who knows? Yeah. It seems like they want to do that before they go um, to the, to, uh, to the Heartmore Wilds. Yeah. Yeah. The Heartmore. That's right. For so. the Ocean's Eleven heist. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, yeah, check, check it out, out uh, campaign three. So, <laughs> well, anything else you want to mention for this episode? Um, I don't think so. Just like, you know, for those of you that are, are watching this video and clearly watch legend of Vox Machina, please drop your thoughts in the comments. Um, you know, Blake and I basically both just fanboyed, but I would love to hear other people's opinions, uh, unless you didn't like it then shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Like, just let us know. Cause I want to hear it. Uh, I'm interested to see kind of the whole spectrum of, you know, what yeah. level CR fan you are, kind of where you're coming to the show and what you thought about it. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty open to engaging with people who have different opinions, even if you even if especially if you didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only things we cringe at is when people say like really cringeworthy stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, just like the toxic stuff. Yeah, we're like, oh, hey, yikes. <laughs> so um, anyway. But yeah, one final reminder since we're talking about this is just if you are going to talk about something spoilery from C1, please just give, you know, some sort of yeah, cramping one spoiler warning, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Should we do a thumbnail? Yeah. What should we do, though? Um, should there be like some kind of like celebration or just like a because it's finally here or I'm down for that. I don't know. Something like just that. Just like a yeah, yeah, like a triumphant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. I might have to scoot back a little bit so I can get in the frame. I got mine ready.
<laughs> Perfect. I always love our thumbnail. <laughs> Me All right, well, man. thank you guys for checking us out. And you can also keep following us on Twitter at the Pixelus. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Till next time, y'all. Bye. Deuces. <laughs>